Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. The we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pounds. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone radio show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone broadcast network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Everybody, welcome to Dialogue with Divinity. This is your host Johanna Carroll on the X Zone Network broadcast network. Sorry, I'm tripping over my tongue today. This show is really intended to bring you the wisdom keepers of our time, and I'm really excited, as always, to have a wonderful guest with us today because it's Halloween, and she writes about gross, creepy things and the history and the mystery and the paranormal that can kind of make your skin crawl. So without further ado, I want to introduce you to someone who I met years ago while traveling. We were chatting like women often do and discovered that we were both authors. So of course I had to find out all about her books. I subsequently bought all her books and I could not put them down. 
And who we have today is Marty Melville. I'm sure that last name is very familiar for a lot of you. She is an American novelist. She's a screenwriter known for her debut novel series, the one that I read, The Deja Vu Chronicles. Marty has expanded her writing to include screenwriting with each of her books adapted for film. She's also written a series of children's chapter books designed to encourage young imaginations through creative play. Marty and I also discovered that at one time we worked at the same hospital. She had a long career in that medical field. She specialized in emergency and trauma nursing. And when you read your books, her books, you're going to see that she definitely has taken that knowledge and woven that into the story. She spent several years working between Utah and California in various emergency rooms and as a mobile intensive care nurse. And she also was part of the medical personnel for the 2002 Winter Olympics. And guess what? She also raised five children as a single mother doing all of this. Her novels are very unique and very interesting because she introduces the idea of fictional probability linked to actual historical events. So, Marty, welcome to Dialogue with Divinity, and thank you so much for joining us today. Hello, Joanna. Thank you for inviting me. This is a pleasure. So I'm going to ask you a question that you probably get asked all the time. Are okay. you related to Herman Melville, who wrote Moby Dick? <laughs> uh, the belief is actually yes, through oh. possibly a secondary link. But, you know, it's hard to know for sure. Um, but, yeah, we think we are. So for those, this okay, so it's in your DNA to talk about water and ships and you know, pirates right. and all that good stuff. And I have to say that in reading these books, I, first of all, I love the fact that the female characters are so strong and, you know, the female pirates and all of that. So how did the Deja Vu Chronicles come about? Were you, how were you inspired? Because I know you're very much connected to the mystical, the paranormal, the moon and all of that. How did it come about? <laughs> Actually, it came about um, quite by accident, it seemed. But um, I had two boys deployed to two different wars at the same time. And... Their daytime was our nighttime, and, um, of course, I was spending a lot of time, sleepless nights, um, walking around and staring at the moon and decided one day to do some research on a family name and came across uh, this pirate named John Phillips mm. and read his story and decided, you know, you can't make this stuff up. So I decided to write a story and thought that maybe that would be a fun gift for my children. Plus, I thought it would keep me busy so I wouldn't um, be too worried about the boys while they were deployed. And it just kind of grew from there. So <clears throat> truthfully, I don't, I don't believe in accidents. So in all honesty, I think probably someone was giving me their story. And fortunately, I was in tune enough to listen to it. Well, and I really feel that you did have divine inspiration, and I also feel that these characters come alive so beautifully in your books. By the way, we're speaking to Marty Melville, and her books are called The Deja Vu Chronicles. And for those of you that like a good mystery and related to history and sexy pirates and all that good stuff, I'm really going to encourage you to buy these books. I've read them myself, and I felt that you really develop the character 
So I felt like I was sitting right next or on, you know, the deck of the boat watching all of this going on. So in terms of divine inspiration, do you feel like they may have been channeling their history through you? I think I think so. I think, you know, I'm not sure that all of them necessarily did that, but definitely Catherine did. Yes. Um, even though, yeah, even though my study really was on John Phillips, the story was really told in Catherine's viewpoint. And <clears throat> interestingly, anybody that's written novels knows how this works. You'll you'll start writing a novel and maybe have an outline and try to follow that, and then all of a sudden, the characters start taking you in a different direction. And that happened mm-hmm. to me many, many times. So, I do believe firmly that it was given to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, the character that I call Catherine is probably the one that was speaking, in my opinion. Wow. Okay, so this is Johanna Carroll. You are listening to Dialogue with Divinity. We are having a great conversation with Marty Melville, who is the author of the Deja Vu Chronicles. I also want you to know that as far as our network, which is the Exxon Broadcast Network, you can find all of our schedule at Exxon broadcastnetwork.net. I hope I said that correctly. Anyway, we're going to take a very short break. We're going to come back and talk about pirates. This is Kevin Randall. For nearly 30 years, I have been investigating the case of the Roswell UFO. I have interviewed hundreds of people and stood on the crash site. Now in Roswell in the 21st century, I have reviewed dozens of hours of audio and videotaped interviews, examined hundreds of files that relate to the crash, and have returned to Roswell in an attempt to put all that information into the proper perspective. For the first time in Roswell in the 21st century, I have made a dispassionate reevaluation of all that material and provide a new look at what happened. This is a book that clears away all the clutter that has hidden the truth for so long, strips away the various lies that surround the case, exposes the Air Force attempts at cover-up, and found a core of solid information that tells us all where the case stands today. Roswell in the 21st Century will be available in just a few weeks. For more information, please visit my website at www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com. Gibbs A. Williams, Ph.D., is a practicing psychoanalyst, supervisor, researcher, and author in New York City. Much of his life has been dedicated to understanding nature and the uses of meaningful coincidences or synchronicities. His radical and original non-Jungian, non-mystical, non-magical theory of synchronicities illuminates much of the fog surrounding this challenging and perplexing topic. His ideas and manners are fresh, presented in a style that is both entertaining and highly informative. He is also an expert on crisis intervention, specially focused on violence reduction for the police and citizens, mastering anxiety, frustration, and stress without the use of medication, and effectively preventing and treating heroin addiction. Dr. Williams can be contacted at his email address at gwwilliamsny11 at aol.com or visit his website at www.drgibbswilliams.com. This is Johanna Carroll, host of Dialogue with Divinity on the X-Zone Broadcast Network. While walking along Kanapali Beach in Maui this past year, 
I kept discovering all these shells and coral in the shape of hearts. My dialogue with divinity was very simple. Do you want me to do a retreat to heal people's hearts in Maui next year? And of course, the answer was yes. As a master spiritual teacher, I am offering you a neat retreat called Rise, May 8th through the 12th, 2017. And the chance of a lifetime to rest at a five-star resort for five days and experience a spiritual renewal of your heart and soul. Kanapali is one of the top five beaches in the world. This stunning resort has undergone a $40 million renovation. I walked the entire property, checked out the room choices on your behalf, and I must say it is stunning. Our conference room faces the ocean with sliding glass doors. Maui is known as Mother Maui because it is a soft, gentle, healing energy. In the embrace of Mother Maui, you will feel yourself rising from the limitations of an ordinary life to an extraordinary journey of peace, bliss, and harmony, a greater sense of clarity. Our RISE retreat ignites renewal in the sacred elements of air, water, earth, fire, and wind. There's plenty of free time to enjoy all that Maui has to offer. A small deposit is required now to reserve your space as this retreat, it will sell out. For more details, please go to johannacarroll.com and register today. Aloha, and I'll see you in mystical Maui. Hi, everybody, and welcome back. This is Johanna Carroll. Our show is Dialogue with Divinity, the wisdom keepers of our time. And happy Halloween, everyone. I'm not going to say that my guest is creepy, but she definitely writes some creepy (laughs) stuff. (laughs) So we're talking to Marty Melville. By the way, if you did want to look at our schedule um, for the whole network, it's xzbisonboyn.net. So please check us out. And as far as uh, my personal stuff, you can find me at johannacarroll.com. So, Marty Melville, you are writing about pirates. I mean, it's such a it's such a paradigm shift on some level because you, we would think that you know most people that are writing about pirates are men. Is that true? Um, you know, that's a good question. I don't know exactly, but I think it's probably about even. From the people that I've crossed, I think the interest in pirates is universal, and it doesn't it doesn't specify itself to one gender or the other. Um, everybody loves pirates, really, they do. So especially on why Halloween, why is that? Why do you think everybody loves pirates? <laughs> I mean, is it because they're like these alluring, mysterious characters? They're definitely playing outside the box. Why is everybody attracted to them? Well, I think you hit it on the nose. They're they're mysterious. Um, it's an age that that seems seems a mysterious age, and it's a coming age that um, you know the ships were out there, and the Caribbean was out there, and it's undiscovered. And basically, pirates are the sexy bad boys of the 18th century, and the women that survive that are powerful. So I think 
Caribbeans and tall ships and all of the, you know, there's voodoo out there in the Caribbean and there's all kinds of unknowns and the sea is dark and we don't know what's swimming in that's water. So it lends itself to some great stories. And as well, you know, there's a lot of folklore that set about that time in the 18th century. And um, all of those that folklore and the stories, they still come through to some of our terms and sayings, like, for example, salt over the shoulder, for luck, yeah. those kinds of things all came from the sailors. So it's a great time. It's a great time period. That's interesting. I know so there is a sort of a superstitious, mysterious, supernatural element. And yet in, in reading your books, by the way, the books that we are talking about, is called, they're called the Deja Vu Chronicles, and there's three of them. And we'll talk about your children's books a little bit later. But I was so fascinated with uh, the historical part of this because you must have done a ton of research to write these books. Did you actually have. go I... to any of these places yourself where they actually sailed? Yes. yes, actually I did. I've spent a lot of years doing a lot of research, and, of course, most of it's in books. Um, <clears throat> I'm very selective about the books that I use. But um, I also traveled to the Caribbean quite a bit, and most recently spent some time in Grenada, which um, there's a lot of detail about Grenada in the third book, which, by the way, there are four books total. The fourth book is coming out next year in 2017. Fabulous. So that will, yeah, that will probably have a culmination of everything. But yeah, it, there's a lot of research that's involved. I try to stay as true to history as possible with fictional characters telling it. So the folklore that is in the stories is actual Caribbean and Celtic folklore, the um, the events that happened to Captain Phillips are actual events, most of them. The, the pirates that are sailing, um, I don't know exactly whether they crossed paths or not, but um, it, it gave me the opportunity to tell their story by having Captain Phillips cross paths with Calico Jack and Blackbeard and Jack Rackham and some of these others mm-hmm. um, who were on the waters at the same time. So, yes, there's a lot of history there. The healing processes and the witchcraft that came about really is actual um, healing practices that they had back in the 18th century. And as you know, a healer back then, if they if they healed their patient, then they were awarded and given pigs and you know money and whatever else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If the the patient died, they were called a witch and burned at the stake. So it was really? an all or nothing thing because they really didn't understand medicine. So research has gone into that, too, to make that as authentic as possible. Well, no one's ever given me a pig for payment, and I've never been, well, in this <laughs> lifetime, I don't think I've been burned the stake, so hopefully that's all coming into a balanced uh, time that we're living in right now. I'm you know, afraid. I really think one of the things that I love about your books also is the fact that you were, you know, an emergency room nurse, and some of your I have to tell you, some of it I had to flip through a little quickly because it was gross. <laughs> but as far as, you know, what, you know, for instance, somebody cutting off someone's leg because yeah. they had to. They had to do this amputation. Right. Did you feel when you were writing that part, your whole, I'm sure, your nursing medical background just sort of kicked in? It absolutely. The first, uh, the first book opens with a code blue scene and, you know, when I wrote this, which was in 2010, those were the protocols that we followed in an emergency room for Code Blue. Of course, they change annually, so I'm sure it's a different protocol now. But back then, that's what we did. And the leg that got cut off on the ship actually is a true story. Captain Phillips really did cut the leg off, and he really did it the way he did it. And 
um, yeah, I drew off of a lot of, of my experience in the emergency department to tell the story as factual as possible, you know, so that it was believable. And uh, try and I try and tie it in so that, you know, it all makes sense. And there's this ribbon that weaves through the series um, that has a medical element to it that mm-hmm. people can relate to the 18th century and also to modern times. You know, the thing that I like about your but one of my favorite TV shows is The Outlanders. I mean, I, I read this book. And this book, this series, so those of you who love The Outlanders, you've got to read the Deja Vu Chronicles yeah. because, without giving a whole lot away, the very first book, if I'm remembering correctly, is there was a time traveling element that occurred. <laughs> there and is. That's not creepy. <laughs> that was just fascinating to me. And yeah. so, for those of you that are listening, you know, have you ever had a moment in time that, you know, virtually a deja vu moment? I know, Marty, when I met you, I felt like I had known you forever. It was just right. I don't think I was ever on one of those pirate ships. But yeah. I definitely could have been, you know, the witch in the in the where the people There's had to walk through the jungle there. to that kind of thing. Sure. So the title is extremely appropriate, the whole deja vu. Right. And and reliving things. So a lot of your books do have a lot of history. A lot of the characters are real. And I know one of the things that's really fun is another one of your friends that I met, Wendy, she actually became a character in the book. So did you draw out a lot of personal friends for character development? I did. I had to. Honestly, I <laughs> I am not as imaginative as you would think. Um, so for the characters, there is somebody behind every character in the book. Of course, the historical figures are you know, I, I take most of their story based upon history, but, you know, they got to look like somebody. So mm-hmm. I tried to draw off of people that I knew, and Wendy, yes, is one of my dearest friends, and she's in there. And another friend, Sue, is someone that, um, you know, I, I, I characterized Mary Reed behind, and then Jacques de la Haye, who was another actual pirate. I hope I said her name right. I'm not even sure how you say it. But anyway, Madame de la Haye is also another friend, you know, so yeah, I I use people and try and craft them into my characters without actually making them the actual character. <laughs> you know? Did you actually so. put yourself in the book? I you know well, I don't so. feel like I did, but I've been accused of that. Um, my kids <laughs> think that Catherine is me. <laughs> so well, and that, you know that's it could great, be that's that, great. Yeah, that yeah. Is, except that when they said Catherine. that. I know. I said, well, I'm going to kill her off then because, no, she's not me. But, you know, you never know. You just really don't know. And, you know, it, there's a theme of re- of past lives and regression and reincarnation mm-hmm. that, that mm-hmm. flows through this. And, you know, I'm not saying that I believe it or that I don't, but there's a lot of strong evidence, and Deja Vu, I think, is one of them, to support that. And so Catherine definitely spoke to me from another time and gave me the story. Beautiful. I've said this before when I've had other authors on the show that there was, uh, and probably people will be hearing me say this forever, uh, a writing professor at Brown University once said that he, his opinion was that all great books were channeled. And I really feel yeah. that I agree with that because it does take you to this timeless place of, you know, a, for me it's like a divine connection into the past, the present, and the future. You know, it's that whole concept of the deja vu and, and the time traveling. So why do you think 
people love your book so much. I mean, I've already told everyone that's listening why I love them so much, and we are speaking with Marty Melville. The books that we're speaking to her, her debut novel series called The Deja Vu Chronicles. Why do you think people like this so much? Well, you know, um, I think, truthfully, there's something in the book series that everyone can relate to. I've had, I've had readers that I've never met before write to me and tell me that they can relate to Catherine and that, you know, the trials she goes through and the challenges she faces and, you know, they're emotional as well as physical and uh, those kinds of things they related to and went through themselves and it, it, it helps them to feel stronger to watch her become stronger. I've had other people say that, you know, they, they love just the history and they love the swashbuckling that's in there and, uh, you know, and there's a, a tad romance in there. So those, those that love romance, it's in there. And paranormal, people that love to read about the paranormal and ghosts and witches and voodoo, that's all in there. So I think it's a healthy, eclectic mix. You know, and when you said Outlander, um, I've actually had people say, oh, it's like Outlander meets Pirates of the Caribbean. Definitely. Which I think is so wonderful. About it. Yeah, the, a wonderful compliment. Are, well, it's exactly. true. I mean, it's, they're very relatable. And the other yeah. thing about your books that I like, and we'll talk about your writing technique in the next segment when we come back and maybe how you can inspire people that have wanted to write themselves. Very, very relatable. The detail, even in the clothing and, you know, a sword and the hilt on the sword and all of that. Incredibly descriptive language. I always feel with a book I'm either observing it or participating in it. And these books right. are very, it's not voyeuristic, but they're very participatory and very right. relatable in terms of, you know, from my viewpoint, the character development. I love the mystical aspect of all of it. Sure. Um, I love the Caribbean, too. Matter of fact, I think that's where we met was in the Caribbean. Right, it was. And, yeah. you know, the fact that um, it really gave me another viewpoint into someone that, you know, did did live a very controversial life, but yet on some level they're just like all of us, just like regular right. people. So um, this is Johanna Carroll. You are listening to Dialogue with Divinity, and we are on xzbn.net if you'd like to get the rest of the schedule of our shows. And Marty, how while we're on the air with you right now, how do people, I'm assuming the books can be ordered on Amazon.com, right? They can be ordered anywhere. Um, they're actually available through the publisher, which is Dose Blant Publishing. And Dose Blant's website is D-O-C-E-B-L-A-N-T Publishing.com or DoceBlant.com. Um, you can get them at Barnes & Noble. Uh, they're available, through, I think, at Walmart still. Um, cool. You know, just look around. They're, they're out there and they're there. And, and, of course, Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and Books a Million, all those. All those online stores are available there, too. Um, you can also get them at my website, which is martymelville.com, M-A-R-T-I, Melville, M-E-L-V-I-L-L-E.com. And, uh, yeah, I hope, I hope people like to pick them up and take a quick read. Well, on a magical day such as Hallowed Eve or Halloween, you, you know, I have to say uh, if you fell in love with books in the past that have really grabbed you and you feel like you're in the story with the characters, I'm really going to encourage you to do this. We're going to take a short break. Again, this is Johanna Carroll. You can find out my information at johannacarroll.com. 
We are talking to Marty Melville, and we're going to be back in just a few seconds. We're talking about her amazing books called The Deja Vu Chronicles on Halloween. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? Well then, meet Dr. Kimberly McGeorge and her cutting-edge breakthrough knowledge that combines science with possibility. Dr. Kimberly brings real-life answers and healing to those open to alternative solutions. She teaches solution-based programs and classes that will change all areas of your life forever. Specializing in conscious creation, intuitive readings, and energy medicine, you can rapidly shift health, relationships, business, and money and abundance challenges quickly. Receive her best-selling book, Secret to Everything, at no cost by going to secrettoeverything.com forward slash xzone. That's right. Transformation can start now. Just go to secrettoeverything.com forward slash xzone and receive Dr. Kimberly's book for free. While science pursues fact, magic accesses the quantum level, bridging random facts to form truth. As long as science and magic remain separate and polarized, the truth cannot be known. I'm Gwilda Wiecka. Join me on the Science of Magic radio program, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. During each episode, I'll be speaking with experienced and respected scientists and mystics. From astrologers to astronomers, from medical doctors to shaman, the scientific method to dowsing and intuition, we'll weave together information from seemingly divergent practices to promote unity and enlightenment. Join me, Gwilda Wiyaka, and the Science of Magic right here on the Mutual Broadcast Network. For more information, visit www.thescienceofmagic.net. Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work. 
by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Everybody, it's Johanna Carroll. Welcome back. We're chatting with Marty Melville today. If you're just joining us, she's an amazing novelist and screenwriter. We've been talking about it's Halloween. We're talking about creepy, kind of gross things <laughs> that are part of her novel series called The Deja Vu Chronicles. Uh, she's written three books. She's got the fourth coming out, and you also have been doing some screenwriting. Do you think we're going to eventually see these amazing books on film in the theaters? What's going on with that? Can you share? <laughs> well, my fingers are crossed that it will work out. Um, I, I, I am in negotiations with something, but I can't talk about it at this point. Okay. So we will say just keep your fingers crossed and, and happy thoughts and positive you know, energy coming this way because I would love to see the Deja Vu Chronicles you know, on screen or as a TV series, um, you know, whatever, whatever we can pull off would be great. So I'm going to send you lots of prayers and blessings Thank and manifestation you. energy around that, that we see a visual on these stories because it, it's really fascinating. So yeah. I know that, shifting gears a little bit, um, you had five children. How many grandchildren do you have now? I have seven and a half. <laughs> we have another one okay. coming very soon in, in just a month. So, yeah, lots of grandkids. And is that what inspired the the children's book? I love the title of your children's book, and I don't. I was going to ask you, is this what your grandchildren call you? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes, there is a story behind that. My oldest granddaughter, um, I, when I would come home from working as a nurse, I'd open the door and, and say, hoo-hoo, and... She started calling me Grandma Hoo Hoo. So I decided that it would probably be a good idea, uh, it's a legacy thing, basically, to leave a story behind for my grandchildren, each one of them. So my goal is to write one for each one of them as long as I'm around. And the first book, of course, is about pirates because my right. grandson Boone loves pirates. So Grandma Bally Hoo Hoo spends a magical day with each one of her grandchildren on an adventure. That is fabulous. You know, there's a lot of people, I think everyone feels they've got a book in them somewhere. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, they sit down and they journal, which I think is really healthy for those of you that are listening. If you really want to get your thoughts down on paper, not to write a novel or anything, but just to, you know, sort of energetically release that emotional part of you that might need a little TLC. And sometimes those journals, can turn into books. I know, Marty, you explained to us that, you know, your two sons were deployed. That's a very anxious time for a mother. Right. And so obviously maybe some sleepless nights, and that sort of started you on your path, which is interesting because a lot of great works, when I when you are in a theta brainwave state and you're not wide, wide awake, they do happen during that time. I know that's when Edison made a lot of his discoveries. I mean, it's just a fascinating time of right. when the sun goes down and, the, you know, the moon comes out that you talk about. So do you have any advice for anybody that's listening? Say they wanted to, you know, they feel they have a story. 
and they want to break into writing. I know it's a really tough competitive field. You know, it really, really is on some level. I'm not trying to discourage anyone. But what advice do you have? Well, I think I think the goal for any writer is to get their story onto paper or onto the laptop, whatever it is. And so my advice, really simple, just simply write. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be grammatically correct. It doesn't have to be Shakespeare. It just has to be you and your thoughts. And, uh, I, you know, I would go to stillness, which, you know, you know what that is, Joanna. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would, I would basically try and go to stillness and get quiet and then just listen. And it was amazing the things that would come to me. Like, for example, there was one event. Um, gosh, this is the weirdest thing. I was driving down the freeway. That's not necessarily stillness, but I wasn't thinking about anything per se other than, you know, driving. And all of a sudden in my head came the words for a hanging in the 18th century. And, you know, I used to talk back to the the person that was giving my story, so I was like, just let me pull over and and I'll get this down. So I... (laughs) I that was your dialogue with divinity. <laughs> I know. Just a minute. Just a minute. Don't go away. So I, I pulled off to the side of the freeway and pulled. I always keep a notebook with me. Just I've learned to do that because you never know mm-hmm. when they're going to talk to you. That's true. Pulled That's off. True. Yeah. Pulled off and took took notes, wrote everything down verbatim as I was hearing it in my head, and went on about my business and decided when I went to write this that I probably ought to look up hangings and make sure that I've got the terminology. This is my research piece make sure the words are correct. And, and when I actually pulled up the hangings um, that I found for infamous pirates, the verbiage was exactly, exactly what I had read. So I now, know some people would say, that's really creepy, Marty, but you it's know, really in creepy. our world, in my world anyway, that's okay, that's yeah. about right. You know? Yeah. Well, it sends chills down your back, but mm-hmm. it makes you ever grateful and ever conscious that those stories and the messages and the things that need to be recorded through you, you're the vessel, um, are waiting. You know, so, so yeah, start writing. Write anything that you think of. Write what your, you know, thoughts that you have. I, you know, I call it hearing voices, whatever you want to call it. But whatever comes to mind, take a minute, write it down. And that may propel you into a big story that could turn into a novel. You just never know. You had mentioned driving your car. A lot of people have those sort of plug-in moments to the divine uh-huh. Even though you're in a car and you're awake and, you know, you're focused, your mind does have, when we do automatic things, our mind has a tendency to right. naturally wander. So in the shower, eating mm-hmm. your breakfast, drinking your coffee or tea or whatever it is, driving somewhere, things that you do on a repetitive basis, there is something about the brainwave state that sort of switches into that authentic natural stillness. And the other thing I want to say to people that are listening is if you really want to not make this a project or feel like work, take that notebook that Marty's talking about and sit in nature. Sit in something and, you know, unplug your cell phone, get away from the electronics for a while, just be quiet. And we always say that, you know, nature is God looking back at us on some level. So I feel for myself, I know the first three books that I wrote was in Sedona, Arizona, when I was living there, and all I had to do was walk out my door and be inspired. It was pretty fabulous. So what if a writer says, okay, I've been taking notes, I've got this, you know, pretty much down, it just has to be cleaned up a little bit. What advice can you give to a writer that wants to break into actually getting published? Because there's a lot of discussion about self-publishing, finding a publisher, um, 
what's the advice on that one for people? Um, I, I believe it depends upon what your goal is with the final project. If, if your goal is to just have a book recording your thoughts or your stories or whatever, then, um, you know, a self-publishing method might be good for you because you're not as concerned, and I'm going to make a lot of self-publishers upset, but that's not my intent. You're not as concerned generally with having it go worldwide. You, you want the book in print, you want it to look nice, and you want it as a keepsake. That's one goal. Somebody else may have the goal of putting it out there and making it an international sensation. And, of course, it's never guaranteed that it will be that way. But if you want international exposure, let's say, um, you know, you may need to go to a traditional publisher. So the key to both of those steps, assuming that's the way you want to go, um, is to put your book away for a while, put your manuscript away, and again, go to stillness with it. Leave it alone for several months, believe it or not, and then pull it out and reread it brand new. And you'll start to find, at least for me, I started to find things that I had completely missed, that I remembered the story. I remembered how, you know, it read in my mind as I was recording it. But I found things that I had omitted in the original manuscript. So it gives you a chance to put in the fluff, what I call put in the fluff, and then you can send it to an editor, and I would recommend a professional editor. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get some good editors. I wouldn't recommend just a friend unless they do this for a profession, but get some good freelance editing done on it. And at that point, then you want to submit it to a publishing company if you're going to go you know, with your, um, with your traditional publishing company. Or if you decide to self-pub, I would put it through a second edit with a different person and let them do some hard content editing so that it's cleaned up it looks beautiful, and uh, you know, take the time to do it right. Get some professional artwork, not just somebody that that wants to do art or graphic art. <clears throat> excuse me, but get a professional that's done it before, and um, you know, make it the best quality product you have. It's it, it really is a gift to yourself, and it's a gift to your readers. You know, it's interesting to me that you know here we are in the Aquarian age. It's the age of what we call it ascension, resurrection, whatever your belief system is. You know, we're right. rising above our limitations. And one thing I want to say about this is also an age that you're very clear in what your service to yourself and humanity is. It's not that you forget about the sacrifice. Piscean age is over with. So in terms of writing a book, for those of you who are really considering doing this, I would really encourage you to get that whole idea that you're going to become a millionaire and be famous. It's, it, you know, I'm not saying it won't happen or couldn't happen, but if that is your original intention, and by the way, the first law of creation is your intention. Mm-hmm. You know, you, there's exactly. got to be a deeper, more profound meaning. I've had so many people say, "Oh, I wrote this book, and I'm going to be on Oprah, and you know, I'm going to buy a house and wherever." and and, you know, and then they get really, really, dis- they're really setting themselves up for disappointment. It is a very, com- you've got to be realistic. You know, the whole part about growing on an evolutionary pathway in this age is there has to be some spiritual component in your life, whatever that is. And then you've got to be realistic. And then you've got to be practical. So it's, you know, yourself and your soul, your heart and your soul working together. So, have you come across any friends that have said, hey, you know, I've got a great idea for a book and I'm going to be on Oprah? How do you handle someone like that? Do you give them um, a reality I have. <laughs> I have that happen a lot, actually. And I, 
you know, I respect that that is their goal and that that's their dreams and their aspirations. Um, But truthfully, you know, I encourage them to go back into, you know, what what is the reason for writing this? You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. I still believe from from the depths of my soul that stories come for a reason. And it's not, most of the time, it's not to bring you a bazillion dollars. It's really to get a story out there. And I found that for myself, when I would really get into the story and, and literally be in the Caribbean and be on the ship with these pirates and, you know, experience what they went through, my writing was amazing. I mean, sometimes yeah. I shocked myself. Yeah, mm-hmm. when I when I focused on, oh, I got to get this book out. I've got to get it done. You know, I I would always have to stop when I came to that point because I would not have quality writing, and that defeats the purpose of, you know, what I want to do. But I, I just believe that really it goes back to the power of intention. If your intention is to make a million dollars, there's mm-hmm. probably a better way for you to do it. But if your if your intention is to really put something out there as a gift to the world and as a gift to yourself and you honor yourself and then honor others, it's surprising how the money follows and the, the success. And, you know, I mean, <clears throat> you know, you get calls from Hollywood that you don't anticipate are going to have. It's when you're not, it's like, it's like a boyfriend, you know, when you're, when you're not looking for one, they show up on your door. <laughs> it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I could relate to that. Well, yeah, so what, I'll tell you thing. what my process is. Like, as you know, I've written four books. And right. uh, what I've done um, is I unplug everything. I light a candle, mm-hmm. and I always start with a prayer. And it's an intentional mm-hmm. prayer to let it be thy words that are heard, not mine. And so, right. you know, I light a candle, ring a little bell. I make, you know, a ceremony out of it. And we'll be right back talking <laughs> more about the Deja Vu Chronicles with Marty Melville. As host of Dialogue with Divinity, I am thrilled to join the Exxon Broadcast Network and their growing number of affiliates. My quest for a connection to the divine ignited my successful career path as an international spiritual counselor for over 40 years, an author of four books, and well-known metaphysical educator. My clients call me their spiritual mama. So my job is to offer you a radio show to help you grow spiritually with wisdom and get specific tools from guests who are experts in their field. Tune in to Dialogue with Divinity and be part of the conversation with Spirit. My goal, your happy soul. For more information, please visit my website at johannacarroll.com. Coming soon to the Exxon Broadcast Network is a different perspective with me, Kevin Randall, as your host. We'll be taking a close look at what is happening in the world of UFOs today with side trips into the paranormal. Guests will range from those who are household names to those who have a different perspective on a variety of topics. No topic will be taboo, but there will be tough questions asked as we all search for the truth about UFOs, the paranormal, and those things that excite us. 
Sometimes we'll agree with a guest and sometimes we won't, but we'll try to keep the program topical. For those of you who would like to read, be sure to visit www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com and remember to listen to the other fine programs on the X-Zone Broadcast Network at www.xzbn.net. This is Kevin Randall. For nearly 30 years, I have been investigating the case of the Roswell UFO. I have interviewed hundreds of people and stood on the crash site. Now in Roswell in the 21st century, I have reviewed dozens of hours of audio and videotaped interviews, examined hundreds of files that relate to the crash, and have returned to Roswell in an attempt to put all that information into the proper perspective. For the first time in Roswell in the 21st century, I have made a dispassionate reevaluation of all that material and provide a new look at what happened. This is a book that clears away all the clutter that has hidden the truth for so long, strips away the various lies that surround the case, exposes the Air Force attempts at cover-up, and found a core of solid information that tells us all where the case stands today. Roswell in the 21st Century will be available in just a few weeks. For more information, please visit my website at www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com. Afterlife expert Roberta Grimes was the first one to say that dying can be fun. Now her best-selling book, The Fun of Dying, is available in stores worldwide. So if you wonder whether death ends life, how it feels to die, or what heaven might be like, The Fun of Dying was written for you. And if you have always been afraid of death, or if you worry that your life has no meaning, let The Fun of Dying ease your fears and bring new meaning to your life. Nothing said in The Fun of Dying is based on the teachings of any religion. Instead, Roberta draws on evidence to explain how death happens, how it feels, and what comes next. A lot of the best death-related evidence was produced in the first half of the 20th century. When it is put together with recent discoveries, it tells a consistent and amazing story. Roberta Grimes blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Her wonderful book, The Fun of Dying, is available on Amazon and at stores worldwide wherever books are sold. Hi, everybody. This is Johanna Carroll. We are continuing our dialogue with Divinity with Marty Melville today. She's written an amazing novel series called The Deja Vu Chronicles. I, I cannot emphasize a much, to you enough the value of this book, and you grab you. So before we went to break, we were talking about the fact that there is sort of a ceremonial aspect. These are my words, Marty, not yours. A ceremonial <laughs> aspect of writing. So the first one is divine intention. You know, why do you really want to do this? And if, if you, people that are listening, if money is, you want to, may, might want to put that on the bottom of your list there. So the ceremony, the intention is first, and then the ceremony of writing. So do you do anything that, you know, I'm not saying it's superstitious, but you might consider it to be a little ceremony that you use before you really sit down and go to it? Well, I'm like you. I um I, depending upon what I'm writing, if, I, if I'm writing in my Chronicles uh, series, it's dark and mystical, so I tend to do that in the moonlight mm-hmm. because that inspires and rejuvenates me. But I always begin by speaking to the characters and saying, okay, I'm listening and I'm ready and I'm yours. Tell me what you want me to know. And it comes. 
And if I'm writing, you know, my children's books are bright and magical, so that's usually in the sunlight, and I I just sit and enjoy nature and think of happy things and, and how can I encourage kids to use their imaginations, and we come up with really fun, silly things, you know. So it's the same as you. There's a little bit of a prayer and talking to the characters before I begin. I also believe that we've got these great guides and teachers, sort of our spiritual family on the other side of the veil. Mm-hmm. And in my world anyway, they all have a job. They all have a particular function and a role. And their main job is to help all of us have the best life possible here on the earth. So right. one of the most significant guides is called your creative guide and teacher. So for those of you that are listening and you're just getting ready to rock and roll on maybe putting some words down on paper or computer, you might want to, besides lighting a candle, saying a prayer, setting your intentions, picking the right environment, call in that creative guide and teacher and imagine that they are sitting to your right side because your right is your future. And just really, if you feel the presence energetically, of something shifting or something new and different in the room, now you've made a connection. And that click allows you to plug into your creative soul, which has a timeless quality. And, you know, Marty, I really know that when you wrote these books, you were time traveling. I know you were verifying things and how fabulous that you were getting channeled information and then you'd go back and say, hey, that's cool, you know, that really did happen. So in terms of people that we're speaking to right now, what do you think, what's the biggest challenge for an author or a writer? What's the biggest one? I think for me it has been to take myself seriously and, you know, have, have faith in, in what I wrote as being as good as what I felt it, it was. And that really ties into what you said, because it's being channeled from some other source. So am I able to translate and be the tool that they intended for it to be on a level that they that the story deserves? So I think it was that. And um, when I let go and stopped trying to control, it turned out to be better than I ever imagined, you know. So I think it's it's really it's really just listening, like you said, and, and waiting for that moment. I, I never thought of it as a click or a shift, but I know what you're talking about because I experienced that as well. Yeah, you can and, feel it. Yeah. yeah, it's a tangible I know when thing. I was um, living in Sedona, which I lived there for many years, and of course surrounded by these amazing red rocks. Mm-hmm. As I said before, I wrote three books there, and the first book that I wrote there sort of, again, your words happened by accident. You know, I wasn't mm-hmm. all of a sudden deciding, I'm going to write yeah. this book. But what would happen for me is I'd be in a dead sleep, and it was around 3 or 4 in the morning, and I would feel a presence mm-hmm. in the room. It is mm-hmm. Halloween, so we're talking about kind of unusual. To me, it's not un- you know unusual, but some people might find it in creepy. Energy, yeah. And mm-hmm. I just heard go turn on the computer. And it's like, are you kidding me? It's 3 o'clock in the morning. I don't want to sleep. It always so happens. Anyway, <laughs> I, you know, I could, but here's what would happen. So I was half asleep and then click, 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 you know, tidying. I don't even know how long I was there. Then I'd go back to bed. But then I'd get up in the morning and I would read what I had written and I thought, I don't, I don't speak like this. This is right. not, yeah. you know, and that's how we feel about your books too. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not not you, nor I know you. It's not normal (laughs) for you to have that kind of vocabulary. And all of a sudden, it's like, wow, where did this come from? And then I know for myself, um, Dialogue with Divinity was one of my first books. And I, you know, I did finish it. But the agreement I made with the other side was, you're not going to wake me up in the middle of the night anymore. I'll be present. I'll be aware. And that's the thing I think people really need to. When the universe is trying to send you a gift, whether it's a book, whether it's a message, whether it's to tell you, you know, you are loved, you are cherished, you're not alone, we have to open our hearts and be willing to accept that. And you were sort of alluding to this before, that when you do that, even better stuff starts to show up, you know, like the Hollywood person calling you. I've had experiences like that myself. You know, it's kind of like all the really big major stuff, being asked to be on a TV show, that kind of stuff. I never went looking for that. The universe did it for me. The same thing with you. I know you've got uh, an amazing writing partner that you're doing your screenwriting with. How did you meet him, by the way? Did did he (laughs) show up on your doorstep? That's so serendipitous. No, I actually... um was involved in a in a deal with a Hollywood team and fired them and uh, thought I was basically hopeless and this is over and I'll never be able to get it you know the screenplays looked at again and my neighbor said send me um, send me your scripts I want to look at them and he he told me his name is Kevin Dutois he worked mm-hmm. for um, DreamWorks for a while as an editor for many many years and has awards behind scripts that he's written and. He took one look at it and said, you know, did they tell you this was great? And I said, well, yeah. And he says, well, Marty, they're blowing smoke up your skirt because they're terrible. Oh. Uh, you know, I thought, oh, you can't say stuff like that. That hurts my feelings, Kevin. But he was absolutely right. And so he cleaned it up and we worked together on these things. And, you know, I, I believe that the universe or God or who, you know, whatever you believe mm-hmm. put him in my path for a reason mm-hmm. because we got two Hollywood awards from our scripts and they're being looked no. at and... That never would have happened otherwise, so I'm very thankful. Congratulations on that, by the way. I mean, you know, there's millions and millions of people out there that are writing, and I really know that you write for the joy of writing, and look how you're being rewarded. When things like that show up to me, it's like, I call it the beneficent reward. It's like the universe is saying, good job, you know, we're going to give you proof. Well, and I think it's really important to always be show gratitude for that. You know, always be thankful for whatever comes your way. Because the minute you stop being thankful for the blessings or whatever happens in your life, uh, they'll stop coming. So always be thankful, you know, for yeah, whatever Yeah, and I also is. think that it's a natural thing for humanity, um, particularly when you're dealing with mystical, magical things, whether you're writing, you're trusting your intuition, uh, psychic information, spiritual connection, whatever, it's natural to want proof. It's natural to want validation. So, you know, we know in the world of spirituality right now that science is finally catching up to spirituality, and it's a really good marriage of science and spirituality that's happening. And your books really have this wonderful spiritual taste. So we're going to have to get ready to sort of say goodbye, but again... We're speaking to Marty Melville. Tell everyone again where they can find your books. 
the, the best place to um, find out about the books and the characters in the story is on my website, Marty Melville, M-A-R-T-I-M-E-L-V-I-L-L-E.com, or through the publisher, which is Dose Blant Publishing, or online or in the bookstores, or, you know, they're out there, so um, easy to find. I have to say, um, first of all, it's been a pleasure speaking with you again. Oh, it was not so an much. accident that you and I met. It's not an accident that you are on this, the, the Exxon Broadcast Network on Dialogue with Divinity today. And so we hope to have you back in the future when you can say, guess what? Go to the movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, it's been my pleasure. Bottles. That would yeah. be great. So Thank I want you. to send you lots of hugs and lots of blessings and um, happy Halloween. I hope you don't get too spooked with all the oh, <laughs> all the spirits and love floating around you. So yeah. we will speak with you again. Thank so you, this Johanna. is Johanna Carroll. For those of you who would like more information about our show and what we're doing, it's xzbn.net. You'll find the schedule of our show. Um, we've also got some great information about other hosts that are on the network as well. And I wanted to tell you that if you would like more information about the books that I've written, I've actually written four books. You can find that at my website, which is johannacarroll.com. As a spiritual counselor for 30 years, I've had the great pleasure to walk alongside some really brilliant minds. And I do consider Marty Melville, our guest today, one of those people. She took a leap of faith, she was on a path, and the universe said, guess what, you're going in this direction. So for all of you that are listening, I do want to wish you a very, very happy Halloween. Don't be afraid of the creepy things that might show up in your bedroom at night because it may be a very friendly spirit that's there to inspire you and take you to a whole new level. We are going to be back next week. And again, happy Halloween. Many blessings to all of you. And this is Johanna Carroll. This is Dialogue with Divinity. And bye for now. Bye.